You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. And this morning, what I want to do is I want to talk about, really, uh, from the perspective um, of the heart of the Father, okay? I want to talk about the heart of the Father, and, and if you can, with me, imagine today's message, dads, you'll appreciate this, um, like sliders. If you don't know what a slider is, if you've ever gone to out to eat and you've ordered sliders, they're like mini hamburgers or mini sandwiches that you get, and you get a, a few of them that come out, and you get to taste different ones, and they're, and they're really delicious. Well, I, I felt like the Lord just dropped something in my heart um, for every one of us, not just dads, but there is going to be some stuff for dads in this, but three little things, okay? Things that God wants to do in us, wants to establish in us, some promises that God wants to remind us of as the loving Father, and then really a gift that God the Father wants to give to every one of us. Because listen, there is a principle in the Word of God that says this, that any kind of goodness or revelation of love that we operate in as dads or moms, as people, comes from the knowledge of the One who gives it, which is our Father God. All goodness, all love comes from the Father. And what the Father wants uh, to do today is this, is deposit the richness of His love in us so that we can love better and deeper. And I don't know about you, but I, I need that in my life. I believe that we all need that in our lives. And so let's just go ahead and get started on this journey. And I want to start by uh, just talking about the importance of dad, the importance of dad. And you can open up your Bibles to 1 John 3, and we're just going to read the first three verses. This is amazing. I believe that there's three things that Dad does for us, three things that dads uh, do for us. And if you're a father here today, I I want to just uh, encourage you with this. There's many things, dads, that you do uh, for your families, for your children, But these three things are special things that only you can do. I had the privilege of going to uh, Youth for the Nations last week with our young people, and um, uh, it was an amazing time. It really was an amazing group of of, um, youth from our church that went. Just, Just phenomenal. But I was reminded of this truth here. That there are times, dads, that we've got to open up our mouths. See, the full revelation of love can rest in your hearts. But the way that the enemy wins is when he keeps the revelation of love locked in your heart and keeps it from coming out of your mouth. And dads, if there's anything from the Lord that I feel like God wants to give to you today, it's this. It's, it's, a, it's the empowering to open up your mouths and begin to speak the things that are so important about who you are in the lives of your children and also spiritually. This is not just about biological dads. This is about spiritual fathering. And, and, and as a side note to spiritual fathering, it is not gender specific either. Okay? 
I'm not, I don't want to get too deep on this, but I, I need to kind of deposit this because I don't want to alienate anybody in the congregation today. And I want to tell you that if your heart's opening, whether you're a, a woman or a man, but you sense the need to begin to deposit something into the next generation, then listen. And what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do is wants to unlock your mouth. Because there's things in your heart that God is doing and depositing and wants to do that cannot stay simply in your heart. They have got to come out of your mouth. They've got to come out of your mouth. And so three things about being dad in, in 1 John 3, 1 through 3. Let's, let's read this. If you don't have your Bibles, it will be on the screen, I hope. Oh, yeah, it's already there. Look at that. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now that we are children of God and what we will be has not been made known. Let me just stop and pause and give you a little bit of understanding on this. The root of being a good dad is the understanding of love. And the Bible tells us that this is the the revelation that everything we get from the Father comes from this truth, this principal truth. It's His great love. In His great love, He adopted us. In His great love, He chose us. In His great love, He called us. The source of everything from the Father, the only way the Father will respond to you starts from the place of His great love. And can I say something to every one of you? This is the truth that must abide in our hearts if you're a dad or anybody else. The source is the great love of the Father. And God has been on a primary mission for every one of us when He called us into His family to conform us into the image of His Son. So not only does God love you, not only has He called you, and he br- is He bringing you into something, but He is purposing something in you that is extremely special. I don't know about you, but that should give you hope. It doesn't matter what family you were born into, because the truth of, truth of the matter is some of us have been born into families that we're not too proud of. But the good news is this, you've been adopted into a an amazing family through the great love of the Father who is conforming you into the image of His Son. He is calling greatness in you out. He is calling you into great things. And as sons and daughters of God, we begin to understand and respond to that love. And as we respond to that love, the revelation of the good things that God has put in us begins to create and form something in us. Let's keep reading. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All have this hope in Him, purify themselves just as He is pure. We have a hope today and we have a hope tomorrow. But we understand that the goodness of the Father is seen through His great love that He has toward us. So as dads, the importance of being dad, three things that God wants to build in every one of us is this, that we would begin to create identity in our children. Dads, in the love of the Father, we give identity. You give identity. You give identity to your children. You give identity uh, to their future. 
you give a purpose to their future. In Romans 8, 16 and 17, it says this, the Spirit Himself testifies. This word literally means gives, gives witness of the DNA with our spirit that we are God's children. God is continually reminding us that that identity of being conformed into the image of His Son is constantly being brought up in our lives. That's why we can't escape it. Some of you have that testimony. Maybe you were saved as a child and you walked away from God, but God somehow got a hold of you. Hey, what is happening there? What's happening is this, is that the Spirit of God is testifying with your spirit that you were created in the DNA of Father God is in you and you can't escape it. You can't outrun it. You can't leave it. You can't hide from it. You can't sneak away from it. It's continually testifying with your spirit. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. This speaks of our identity and tells us the importance of what it is, a privilege of what it is to be called a son or daughter of God. And so fathers, as we give identity, what does that mean? It means a couple of things. It means that our habits and our culture of the way we do life is passed down, isn't it? My dad was a meat eater. He loved meat. And if you were to go and see my dad's refrigerator, um, I grew up in, near Washington, D.C., right outside of Washington, D.C. My dad had a very strong Polish and Russian uh, descent, and so he liked sausage. And so you would go into his freezer, and it would be like, instead of ice cubes, like stacks of meat just in there. He loved it. It was nothing for my dad just to eat steak and just, I mean, just, just, whoo, he just loved it. Well, I picked up on that habit. I love, I love some good, you know, hey, look, you go to a ball game and you just eat like, you know, hot dogs. And, and, but what I realized is that my kids picked up on that as well. I've got my, my Abby who gets that and she loves it. She'll come up to me and she'll nudge me and she'll go, if it's just me and her, hey, Dad, can we go to the roadhouse? <laughs> like, <laughs> she, knows my, she knows my weak spot. And isn't it a truth that some of the habits that we give, they're not the best, right? But it's a reality that our, our children pick up on these things and they begin to learn from these things. But it stresses the importance as, as, as fathers that we begin to tune into our spiritual identity and begin to take habits and culture off of our Heavenly Father so that we can pass those down. Because my father and mother both put a culture of loving the Lord in their children of going to the Lord. And it wasn't something that they received from their parents. They were first-generation Christians. And, and listen, that's good news for you. Parents, dads, moms, is that if you're a first-generation Christian, then just continue to push into the love of the Father and begin to create culture and habits from your spiritual DNA. Our kids learn how to work hard from what they see from you, and, and so many of you work hard, you get up every day, you go to a job, you're faithful, you commit, you're loyal, and they see those habits, they learn those things. And identity is something that we cannot get away from. But the key to identity is making sure that it's rooted in a spiritual truth, that it has life attached to it. We give spiritual DNA to our children, how we passionately love Jesus. The way we worship, the way we pray. 
Can I tell you a key of hope and of life that God has given through this principle of identity that's being passed down from His very heart to us as fathers, as mothers? It's this. You don't need to be concerned about a future generation if you're investing a spiritual DNA into your children. Why? Because they're going to take and they're going to run with that. They're going to see the passion that you have for the Lord and they're going to model that. They're going to see your hunger that you have for the Lord. They're going to see the times that you have to humble your heart when you made a mistake, dads, and you go back to your kids and you say, hey, dad blew it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's not the way I should respond. Every time we choose to do that, every time we choose to fuel a passion for the Lord, we are putting into our children a spiritual DNA which becomes an identity for them. And you can't ever lose sight of that. You can't ever pass that off. You can't hand that off to anybody else. You can't expect it to be taught in schools. You can't expect it just to be done in a church or youth group. Dads, moms, this is something that God has put into your hand, and it's a spiritual principle that God Himself as Father has given to every one of us. It also ties into the prophetic calling Identity and prophetic calling go hand in hand. I would say this to every one of you dads, is that it's something that God has put into your heart and into your hands to begin to speak prophetically into your children. To begin to speak a future and a hope into them. Moms, to do the same thing. To begin to do that. To begin to speak that. Don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate when God speaks to your heart and gives you a word for your children. Speak it out with boldness. Speak it out in love and grace. Speak it out. Why? Because it becomes the framework in which your children will build their lives on. Speak the words prophetically. Why? Because they create identity. The second thing that a father does, the importance of being dad, is that a father nurtures. A father nurtures. Now, I know that primarily we, we, we consider the role of nurturing coming from mom, but it's important to understand dads, and I want to speak this to every one of you, that your role as a nurturer cannot be underestimated. It's super important to, to know how valuable you are as a nurturer. And, and let me speak this to those of you that don't understand what it is to know a good father. That this is the way that your heavenly father desires to love you. He desires to nurture you. In Proverbs 22, 6, this is a familiar passage, but I want to break this down for you. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Can I tell you what this means? Because I've heard this so many times, and so often we get it confused with an oversimplistic understanding of just bring them to church, teach them the importance of reading their Bible, do the, the spiritual things that we know are good to do. But this is not what the Scripture is saying at all. This is actually extremely, extremely uh, amazing, insightful passage. And here's what it means. When the Scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go, it means this, make the way narrow. Make the way narrow. Create a dedicated path. Create a dedicated path. And dads, just let me just speak this prophetically into you. This is one of the things God has called you to do as a father. 
to see for your children prophetically and to begin to create a narrow path. There are many things that every one of us are going to desire to set our hands to do, but there is one thing that every one of us is called to do. And one of the responsibilities we have as parents, as dads, as moms, as spiritual parents is to look into the hearts of children and say, this is the path for you. And it's not saying this is the thing that, that only you will do, but it speaks to the future and to the hope inside of children. This is the path that you should dedicate your life to. This is the path that you have been called to while you were in the womb. This is what God spoke about you. I want to tell you something. Listen, if we want to see a change in our country, if we want to see a change in our country, we need to begin to attach ourselves to this. We need to begin to line up to this and say, listen, there, there are a lot of children right now in the world that don't have moms and dads, but what God has done is seated those people in spiritual families. He's put them in homes under fathers and mothers so that this can happen. Somebody can look into their life and begin to declare the one thing that God has spoken and called and set in their life to do that is going to give them a future and a hope. And when you unlock that, there's a beautiful promise that comes with it. The second half of Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, when they get old, they will not depart from it. And literally what this means is this, that they will not turn from the passion of the Lord. As fathers and mothers, when we stand up and we prophetically declare the thing that God has spoken over our children, and it comes out of our mouth, it goes into their heart, it becomes a seed that is planted in their life that stirs the passions and the fulfillment of God, and it locks them into a future and a hope that cannot be deterred. See, some of you have been misreading this scripture, and you're saying, if I just get them in the church, if I just get them in the church, if I can just tell them how important the Bible is, if I can just read my, pray my evening prayers, keep doing that stuff, it's good. I'm not telling you it's bad, but here's what I'm telling you what that scripture means is that there is a nurturing part in the heart of the Father, and this is the way the Father responds to every one of us. This is why He calls us into His presence. This is the goodness of the Father, how He wants to love you. is because when He speaks to you, He doesn't ever say, go to church, does He? Father, I want to know your heart. Go to church. Father, how special am I to you? Go to church. What he tells you is he begins to speak into your heart. He begins to declare the deep things of what he has created in you, what makes you special. And when you lock into the fulfillment of why you were created, everything else in this world seems cheap. And you begin to lock into the passion of the Lord. And all the days of your life, you're going to follow the one thing that can truly bring you fulfillment and passion. Does that make sense? And here's what the Lord says to us is this. This is dads. This is something that, and moms, this is something that we are, are called to. And so when it comes to the things in our life of guiding our children, then we guide according to that prophetic word. We guide according to that thing that God has called and spoken to them. I, I, I love this about my kids, and I know that moms and dads, you'll identify with this if you have more than one kid. All of my kids are different. 
All of my kids are different. They respond to the Lord differently. They respond, I've got some that are stubborn, some that are happy. I've got some that are just kind of even keel. i got some that are super creative. And every one of them, I look at every one of them and I say, Lord, please speak to me about every one of them. I don't want a blanket statement for all my children. There's sometimes i got to do it. If you are in this house, you are going to act. You know, you start speaking out syllables, you know, like, da, 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 da. Let me get my belt off. All right. There's time for that. But here, here's a key. Okay, so this is, a spiritual, this is a spiritual truth about nurturing, okay? Is that when you see that for your kids and you invest the time to, to begin to see and, and you begin to speak it into their lives, you can guide from that place. You can guide from that place. And you can also correct from that place. You can discipline from that place. See, because it's so much easier to look at your child and go, this is not who you were created to be. When it resonates with what is in their heart, then to look at them and just start bawling them out because they're acting goofy. They did something wrong. Even in the hardest times, even in the times where it seems like they're in the deepest rebellion, and let me just speak to some of you in that place. I want to encourage you, before you get upset, before you start wrestling in anxiety over those things and over those children that you feel are wayward, ask the Lord to speak to you prophetically about them. Receive what the Lord is saying and begin to love God and when needed, correct from that place. Why? Because in that place are the passions of God. And when somebody connects in with the passions of God, they will not depart from it all the days of their life. The Word of God is true. Right? All right. Let's keep going. Thank you all. As fathers, we've been called the importance of being dad. We give identity, we nurture, and we also, the third thing is that we heal. We heal. We heal. In Psalm 91, and I want to encourage you, I'm not going to read it, but I want to encourage you to, to write it down and to go back at some point this week and read this because it talks about how the Father heals. He protects. He becomes a refuge. He defeats fear in behalf of His children. He overcomes His children's enemies. He commands His angels, gives protection over His children. What's the point is this, is Dad, one of the things that we've been called to for our children is to be a refuge. To be a refuge. It's a needful thing to be, to be said and to hear today in the day that we're living in where things feel reckless. That dads, as you stand up in the authority that you've been given from Father God and you become a refuge, it begins to comfort. It drives out fear. It gives a place of protection. It gives a place of life and growth. It becomes a healing place. This is what God's called us to. There's a need today for fathers to protect There is a need today for fathers to provide the safety and the refuge. There's a need today for that to happen, not just in a biological sense, but in a spiritual sense. 
There's a need today for that. There's a need today for fathers to defeat the enemies of their children. There's a need today for fathers to defeat the enemies of their children. There is a need today for fathers to deal with the generational things that have been passed down the lines, that have been attacking your family history. There is a need today for dads to stand up and say, enough is enough. This is under the blood of Jesus. This is being brought down by the authority of the Holy Spirit and being dealt with because it's not going to be passed down from me to my children. And let me tell you something, dads. You don't have enough strength to do that. That's why you have to go to the Father. That's why you have to go to Psalm 91 and understand that there is a Father who protects you, who puts you under the refuge of His wing, who fights your, your battles for you, defeats your enemies for you, that commands His angels over you. You've got to walk in that truth. Every one of you have to walk in that truth. Every one of us has to walk in that truth. Second slider. All right. We're almost done. Justin, you can come on up, buddy. I want to give you two promises from the heart of the Father. I've talked about this one uh, before. But I want to read this to you in Psalm 68, 5 and 6. It says this. That God is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads us out of the prisoners, out of the prisoners with singing. I just want to speak something to you this morning that if you are in a place where you don't and have never known the love of the Father, the love of a father. This is a wonderful promise that speaks to the, the truth of God's heart for you as your father this morning. And some of you today, you need to put your faith and your trust in that wonderful love. Because there's a healing that has to take place. And the healing comes like this. The healing comes when we begin to understand that there is a loving Father who sits us and puts in us the things that are most needed. See, there's a truth attached to this Scripture that I just read. It's this, is that you can't live your life as a hermit crab. You can't live your life as an independent person, no matter how bad you've been wounded or no matter how bad you've been hurt. No matter what dad did to you, no matter when dad left you, you cannot establish in your heart that I don't need anybody, I don't need a father, I don't need a family, I'm good by, my, 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 by myself. You can't do that. You weren't created that way. And the reality with that is that there's a tremendous amount of pain when we hold on to that false truth. We hold on to that lie. And so what God does is he takes us and He heals the broken areas of our heart, and He begins to reestablish the revelation of, of what it is to know the love of the Father. And He does it by sitting us, seating us into families.
And so the first thing that God wants to do, if that's you this morning, is this, is that He wants to seat you firmly in His family. He wants to put you under the shadow of His wing. He wants to nurture and love you. He wants to put the revelation of Him being the good Father in you. That's where it starts. But let me tell you something else about this Scripture that's so amazing is this. is because part of this is, the primary part of this is fulfilled through the heart of the Father, but a secondary part is fulfilled through the body of Christ. One of the reasons why you're here, if you find yourself in that place, is so that you can be surrounded by love and be loved on. She can be nurtured and cared for. That's what God does. I want to speak to a third thing about this scripture. I want to speak prophetically. Because some of you have eyes to see this and you desire to see this. Because you're looking at things outside of the walls of the church and you're looking into a world and you're saying, where is their hope coming from? And can I speak this to you? And everybody look at me. Can I speak this to you right now? And some of you God is, is looking at and asking you to embrace something bigger than yourself outside of the walls of the church to begin to look at your communities and look at the places where God has seated and established you and to begin to embrace the heart of a father and begin to pull people in to the amazing love of the father, to begin to pull them in. As a matter of fact, you weep when you see people who are dejected and lonely and abandoned. And what the Spirit of the Lord is doing is releasing in you this heart. And listen, it's bigger than you, and you have to embrace it and go to the love of the Father and say, put it in me. Why? Because there is a demand on it. It connects directly into the heart of the Father, and there is a demand on the earth for it today. second promise is this in Malachi 4, 6. says this, He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. And this is a second promise that I feel like the Lord wants to give to some of you parents out there who are looking at children who are wayward. Is that the time has come. The time is now. God is faithful. His word is true. And in His loving mercies as the good Father, He is drawing children back to the fathers. Listen, I understand what this speaks about. I understand the prophetic implication of this passage right here. I understand what it means. But I want to tell you, it is firmly directed in the heart of the Father, the Heavenly Father, our hearts turning back to Him. But I want to tell you that there is reconciliation for families in that as well. And some of you have been asking God, when, how, when is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? And I want to direct your heart to the prophetic truth in Malachi 4.6. That God is actively working behind the scenes, speaking to your children, directing them, lining people up in their path, putting ordained events in front of them, even now, pulling their hearts back to the love of the Father and the love of the Father. He's doing it. He's doing it.
He's doing it. And as he draws your affection, listen. Listen in your heart. Listen with your spiritual ears because the Lord is going to speak to you. And as he begins to wake you up and shake you up in the revelation of that love, respond in that place. Respond. Respond. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. He's a good father. This morning, the Father gives His gifts to us. His unmistakable love. His unmistakable love. This morning, if you're here and you've never known the love of the Father, the love of a Father, God's unmistakable love is here for you today. And your response is simple, to yield to it. To yield to that love. This love is relentless and it's powerful. It's been chasing you down. It's been seeking you out. It's been following you. His love is unmistakable. He also wants to give us His love in a way that's incomparable. It's incomparable. Maybe this morning you're here and you've been holding up or even holding hostage the love of the Father. Comparing it against some things that have happened in your life, some areas of hurt, some areas of pain. And the reality is this, is that not only is the love of God unmistakable, it's uncomparable. Meaning this, it has the ability to heal even the hardest and the most hurt areas of our heart. And dads, let me just direct this one to you. Because sometimes there's a misconception on love. There's a need for love to be strong, but there's also a need for love to be tender. And the incomparable love of God is this, is when we choose to let down everything in our heart, every guard that we put up, every wall that we put up, and we begin to allow the love of God to love us relentlessly. We begin to stand up and say, there is nothing that compares to this wonderful love. And the third gift that God wants to give us is this, that His love would compel us. That His love would compel us. And for every person here, if you've encountered the unmistakable love of God, and it's become uncomparable in your life, you need to begin to be compelled by it. Dads, you need to be compelled by it to speak it out to your children, to speak it to your wives, to speak it in your family, to create new direction. Maybe you've never done it before, but let the love of God be unmistakable and uncomparable in your heart. Let it fill your heart. Some of you need to pray and say, God, I, I, I need to have an expansion in my heart. I need to allow there to be an overwhelming just flood of your love, and, and, and I need a little bit of room, a, a bit of expansion. I need an upgrade. Holy Spirit, begin to just enlarge my heart. Why? Because my mouth is locked up. And it needs to come out. For some of you, listen, the love of God needs to compel you to begin to allow times of healing to come back into your family. 
that there's phone calls that need to be made. And you know because, listen, you've been wrestling with it, but it's time for it to come out. And it needs to begin to be spoken out. There needs to be a lifeline shot out of healing and reconciliation. There needs to be prophetic words spoken out. There needs to be the words, I love you, spoken out. It needs to happen. Why? Because there is life in that. Let's stand to our feet. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're standing by your children, dads, if you're there, if you're by your spouse, just reach out and put your arm around them. Grab their hand. Father, this morning I thank you that you've given us the the beautiful picture of, of love. And so, first and foremost, Holy Spirit, just begin to expand our hearts just for a fresh revelation of the love of the Father right now. Father, I thank you that as you do that, Lord, you begin to bring healing right now in the areas that need to be healed, Lord, that as you pour out your love, Lord, that you're taking care of wounds and hurts just in an instant, just like that. And if that's where you are this morning, just make that your confession right where you are. Maybe you've never trusted in the love of the Father. You've never known the love of the Father. Just yield to it and say, Father, I receive your love. God, I receive your love. I receive the revelation of your goodness right now. Father, right where we are in this moment, I, I, I declare a hedge of protection around every family, Lord God over fathers, over children, over moms. Lord, even those here today, Father God, that, that don't have dad, that God, that you're the father, that you see them, that you surround them. And so, Father, over every person, Lord, we establish your hedge of protection, God. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the ability, Lord, to speak prophetically into our children's lives, Lord. We also understand that we receive, Lord, what you're saying, Father God. As you speak into our lives, Lord, we receive that now. Father, we receive that, Lord, in a real way. Father, as it begins to establish and set things in our life, as it shakes off things that, Lord, need to be shook off of us, Lord God, as it breaks off things, Lord, that need to be broken off, Lord, and establishes in us, God, Lord, a passion and a direction, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for, for just releasing, Father God, the, Lord, your spirit, over every father, over every person. Lord, we receive that now in the name of Jesus. Just dads, just right where you are, just if your children are close, and just, just declare a word of love. Just declare something over them. Every person right here, just where you are, just receive the love of the Father. Dad doesn't need to be by you. Just open up your hearts right now. And just let the Father speak to you. Let him declare his goodness over you. Let him declare his love over you. Father, thank you. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you in the name of Jesus for every prophetic calling. Lord, thank you for loving every person here as a son, as a daughter. 
calling them into that truth. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Listen, as we close today, dads, thank you so much. Moms, thank you so much. Everybody here, make sure you love your dad today. If he's here, make sure you love him. Have a great, great, great week. We look forward to seeing you Wednesday and next Sunday. We love you.